I see. I'm sorry. It, it's just well. live JW Megawag show I am your host the candy man and today you're in for a special entrepreneurial marketing tiki desk treat we got um we're gonna be playing back the Gavin Holloran uh, tiki desk uh, this last week and we're gonna be having um our tiki desk artist coming through uh, calling in here at 420. And um, we have our entrepreneurs on the way. And so we have yeah, exciting couple hours ahead of us. Here we are. Hello. Interviews there. <laughs> There he is. Wow, it's getting loud in here, this virtual audience. So we have Nima from Freaking Awesome on the phone right now. I have it's myself as well as Alessandra. Alessandra. Our partner, yes. That is incredible. She's really the mastermind behind all the, uh, all the marketing skills. Nice. Hi. Hi, Alessandra. Welcome to the Mutiny Radio Airwaves. We've got a little mobile Thank podcast you. going on here. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking at the site. Um, it's making me thirsty actually looking at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. That's definitely a good thing. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, I mean, you guys sound like you're you're doing a lot. So, I mean, with the with the marketing and there's all sorts of different I'm sure marketing and different companies. So, um, I'm just gonna let you guys kind of lead it and um, like what uh, I mean. I'm during this pandemic as well and and doing marketing and and um, yeah. I mean, how did you uh, come up with the idea of freaking awesome? with it to be honest with you but it's you know I, I I guess my passion is as far as marketing glides really within the fringe industries so it just to me it was just a little I guess play on words to have a fringing awesome be for fringe industries I go between I hate it and I love it I like it oh thank you I think it's catchy I'm surprised the domain wasn't taken it seems pretty uh like it'd be pretty popular yeah, you'll be amazed at how many domains are weren't taken because we have that, and we also have high risk marketing as our other domain. And you would think that that would be taken, but nope, it's not taken. Yeah, uh, you want to believe it? I got into uh, office before I became the candy man. I um, was in office coffee, so I did coffee distribution, and to my amazement, Justin's Coffee was not taken. Justin'sCoffee.com. Oh. So I actually got that one somehow. I'm just like, what? <laughs> How was that not taken? Uh, it's like every other type of coffee was taken. Yeah, I yeah, know. That's really smart. Yeah. 
So what is uh what are you pouring in this glass in the uh in the actual front page? <laughs> You know, why don't we just be right out there as to kind of what we do? So we specialize in things like cannabis, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, adult industries, etc. Okay. Basically, all the stuff that nobody really wants to market or things that are highly regulated, those are what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. So I see this the cannabis, um, and especially now being legal and everything. Um, what a what an awesome industry to be in and marketing for. Uh, the adult one is, um, I like all cannabis, alcohol, to, you know, all, all those other things. But the adult one is really raising a lot of uh, interest for myself because I'm just trying, not not really, I don't know. But just in general, like far as adult, what does that entail? With the adult stuff? Yeah. I mean, a lot of <laughs> regulations, right? So even, and, and I'll even throw, like, I'll go back to cannabis because, Though it may seem like it's cannabis is legal in California, there's a lot of regulations when it comes to marketing cannabis. Um, and not only just the marketing, but also with, you know, the banking side. It's a very tough lot of, like, legit entrepreneurs that are in that field. Um, something as simple as, like, not being able to open a bank account is an issue when, you know, you're in the cannabis industry. Yeah. For instance, even just the uh, just the alcohol industry—that's something that's 100% legal. Is there's certain there's certain platforms that you can advertise on. There's others that you can, um, and even the the ones that you can, like for instance, you might just be able to throw your name out there. But if you have an e-commerce shop, you, you can't really sell to that without kind of getting flagged immediately, or just saying, okay, it's not even what if we get caught, it's when we get caught. Yeah. I so just, yeah, the, so much red tape and marketing. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, it's a really fun industry. Um, you guys, especially, like, with cannabis, it's really still the Wild West uh, as far as digital marketing goes. And really, as far as tr even traditional marketing, just kind of navigating to see what you can get away with, what you can do, what you can. And, I mean... We're fortunate enough to have gone to work with some really great companies, so we're able to see, okay, well, this is what essentially will get us a slap on the wrist, this is what will get us more than a slap on the wrist, and this is what's 100% clear and good to go. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I only see this growing at this point with the whole cannabis. I was telling somebody five years ago, I was like, you know, one day we're going to be drinking blunts. I'm just going to be sitting back. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I really was into the whole lounge thing, the cannabis lounge. Um, I, I was fascinated by that, with the dab bars and and all of that. And, I, you know, there's this, um, and everybody's online's a little bit different, but I had um, walked into this uh, cannabis store, and I wanted to check out the lounge, and I had to actually buy something to go in. So I bought the most, the least expensive thing I could buy, which was a $6 cannabis cola. And I walked into yeah. this lounge, and by the time I was done with my drink and leaving, I felt like I had a buzz. I really just, I feel like, I mean, more and more, it's going to kill some of the, the alcohol industry a little bit. But I, I could see, I know they have CBD on tap, but I could see 
in the future of um of it replacing alcohol for some people absolutely i think it probably has <laughs> well and not just alcohol itself but also there's a lot of research that's coming out with cannabis now uh in terms of like medicinal purposes um you know for pain relief it's really it's, it's not a narcotic and there's really no addictive you know side effects to cannabis and they found that cannabis is even a better, you know, method for controlling pain, even for cancer patients to exhibit, you know, hunger so they don't exhibit that weight loss and better than any narcotic that they can put people in. Yeah. Gosh, in all those years, I felt guilty before it was legalized. I think yeah, uh, I, I, mean, rem I remember exactly where I was when it was announced um, in January of 2018 that um, it was now legal in the state of California to use marijuana recreationally. And I remember that. All those years of guilt of, of, of using cannabis recreationally to feeling guilty to being like, oh, it's legal now? Holy shit. Like all these... You know, all these times that I was getting stoned and, you know, I'd, you know, a miniature golf place, you know, wherever I was, like when I, even when I was a kid, that just happened to be just an example. The first time I got stoned, I was at a, a um, at a miniature golf course. It was, it was unreal. Um, yep. So, yeah, I mean, all those times where I felt like I had to hide, you know, using cannabis to waking up on that January morning in 2018 and be like, it's legal. Wow. I remember, you know, one. They definitely weren't the only one. I mean, if you remember how long the lines were, it was crazy everywhere. Yeah, that was a game changer. I remember back in 2000, 2008, I had a friend that got pulled over with a 10 sack <laughs> and got an $800 fine for having like a small little bit of pot. And that was like, yeah. I guess, 12. 13 years ago now, but yeah, you know, that's what it was is I, I remember, you know, I'm, I'm not a very political person, but I remember when Kamala Harris and Biden, when they're running their, you know, 2020 uh, campaign, when I saw this ad with um, Kamala Harris, you know, saying that they were going to lift the, the, you know, imprisonment for people that were in jail because of cannabis. I was like, yeah, there you go. That's going to win the election. That's what I thought. I feel like my whole theory on um, cannabis in general is uh, more people smoke pot than voted for Joe Biden. That's what I think. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is really fun. I just uh, – I really like this website. Really, uh, the tobacco thing. Wow. That's a – that's a probably a, another yeah, one. Yeah, regulated as, as everything even though it's been around for for forever um i feel like the regulations around are just getting stricter and stricter yeah yeah and it's um it's really interesting how it goes there's somebody calling in i wonder if they're calling in for some cannabis right now <laughs> i wonder who it is Every time I pick this thing up, I'm always like thinking, it's like, is somebody soliciting us? Is it Marriott Hotels that's calling in right now to try to give us a deal? Um, yeah, so 
I, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with the tobacco, something I noticed, I was talking to someone last week. Well, the alcohol prices in uh, New York are um, really low as compared to California. California supposedly is the most expensive um, for alcohol. Like if you go to Texas, if you go to New York, supposedly it's less expensive there. And it might be because maybe we have to pay more tax in California um, with alcohol. But um, New York, the tobacco prices are sky high and the alcohol is low. And so it's just interesting, like you just go to another part of the country. I remember, you know, if you're a cigarette smoker, that the, um, the prices fluctuate. Uh, and even during the pandemic, I think they even increased all the prices and, you know, and even sales went up for not just, you know, like alcohol, but also cannabis. And, cannabis skyrocketed. Yeah. What did it, what, what did, uh, what, what did I say the other day? We, people in cannabis went from being fringe and from being almost like outlawed to being essential in a yeah. very, very short amount of time. That's so true. Yeah. It happened pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, so you guys are rolling. You guys are on four wheels right now, and you're on your way to the station. So I feel like this is like a mobile podcast right now because you're on the road. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely say it's, it's a great industry to be in. It's, uh, you know, just because it's so new, you can try so many different things. It's not stale something that you can really have fun with just be, even if, if it's just because of the culture that's around the industry yeah yeah so I, I don't know everyone out there listening is just you know everyone has a different choice of cannabis you know some people smoke it some people drink it some people eat it and I don't, I don't know I feel like uh, maybe smoking is something that the stigma behind smoking in general is something that might take a long time to go away. But using cannabis doesn't necessarily mean that you, you're smoking it. So it's uh, I just I, it seems like just a really fun and the right industry to be getting in right now um, with it being legal. I know that there's a lot of other states too that went along um, in legalizing um, cannabis recreationally. And uh, I, I'm not... I think we're on the brink of having cannabis legalized federally. Um, but I think it's, you know, even once it becomes legal on a federal level, I think it'll give more people access. But I think in the states that are already legal, I think what you'll see is you'll see better competition for support for a lot of these cannabis businesses. Um, something very simple, like just being able to have a bank account for cannabis right now is, is a challenge. And, even the little banks that do take on ca cannabis clients, they end up paying such high fees and, you know, transaction fees and even for any support. Yeah, ancillary cannabis. I don't know if even we had our fair share of that. Yeah, even like with us, like we're a marketing agency, right? But like recently, you know, we got our payment processing shut down because we support cannabis, you know? So it's, it's little things that really make it difficult in the industry right now. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't even imagine. I remember going to um, a cannabis 
club that was a front. It was a coffee front. And it was in Oakland, and this was maybe back in 2010, 2011. And uh, maybe it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. You know, I was thinking about it just, you know, this week when we had put you guys on the books to call in, I was super excited. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, with cannabis, it's like, what if, what if you were like a distributor, like a coffee distributor, and then you had like cannabis, like you had it there, but you, you didn't. I feel like if you lead with cannabis, then it's going to get flagged. But if you say, if you're an authorized distributor of cannabis, but you also distribute some other item, <laughs> and then maybe you're not showcasing the cannabis that there might be a way around it, but I, I don't know. You you guys would definitely have a better idea than myself. I I think the, you know, I mean, because I guess really and truly we're all up against Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos, you know, is not in the cannabis industry, and hopefully he doesn't because competing with that would be pretty tough. Yeah, no, I mean, Ali definitely, she has the skills. Um, you know, not only from a digital perspective of, how to market cannabis and what you can get away with and what you can't and you know and I just I mostly handle the business side <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's okay though because I feel like I don't know I feel like we work well together because for instance I'll have you check something I'll check it again and it gives us a completely new perspective yeah yeah you know, the other service, I think what makes us different from some of the other marketing agencies is we truly act as true partners for a lot of these cannabis. I think, you know, one of the other services that, you know, we provide is we're also able to assist them when it comes towards, um, you know, the cannabis banking part. I myself, you know, have a uh, banking background and um, I was senior, you know, senior executive for several large banks as well as, you know, had my own bank at one point. And, uh, you know, so just kind of coming at that perspective, I think is kind of makes us a little unique. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Just can't imagine with and even a... before, Yeah, and even before I had, you know, we had the marketing agency, I was doing a lot of consulting for cannabis companies in terms of banking and, you know, there's, there's a really interesting thing that a lot of people don't really realize with cannabis is that there's actually a secret list that's out there that was added um, where essentially uh, if a bank deems you as a cannabis company, um, it's, a, it's a list that essentially no one wants to admit exists, um, but it's essentially called the match list. And they can, act, they can put you on a match, what's called a match list, and once that goes on, you get barred from opening any bank accounts through any like banks. Uh, it can also, because it goes up to the government, it can also trigger all sorts of audits and it just causes so many problems for these legitimate entrepreneurs. Not only that, but if you're using it as a merchant processor, they yeah. find out, they find out your customers, they can close your, your customer's account. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, coming from that angle, Seems like gives you uh, an advantage. Being able to see that. Absolutely. Because that way we can help them pretty much if anything, really. I mean, especially now during the pandemic, I think more businesses than ever are now going digital. So we, we're able to help them, you know, even our store or so that 
their local customers can do place express orders and that way saying, hey, do we want to integrate with a merchant processor? Okay, what are the things that we have to look out for? What kind of banks are friendlier, et cetera? Yeah. Banks and cannabis. Speaking of cannabis, it is 420 right now. Um, yep. It's 420 out there. Out there in the airwaves in San Francisco. It's always 420. Yeah, I think, having, I think yeah, having that perspective is different because it's, you know, our team is so diverse. It's, we're not all 100% marketers. I think that's yeah. what makes us, you know, you go to some of these marketing agencies where everybody's a marketer. No one really looks at it from a business perspective. So having kind of the mixture of me and Alessandra is kind of yeah. unique because we're able to approach mm-hmm. our marketing, you know, uh, proposals from a sense that it makes sense to entrepreneurs because it's showing how the marketing can yeah. really have a business feel That's, to it. I think. All right, so. Yeah, so we got a call right now. We got Josh uh, Kahn on the line. Yo, what's up, Jay? Is it Josh? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sitting back with Nima and Alessandra. We got two uh, marketing uh, entrepreneurs here on the air. Uh, so uh, Nima and Alessandra, this is uh, this is Josh Kahn. He's going to be coming through Tiki Desk Concerts um, with an accordion, which is really exciting. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, thank thank goodness if it wasn't for, what was that? Are you guys all getting high over there? Um, you know what? So they're actually, uh, it's it's actually kind of a mobile podcast right now because they're they're on the road, actually on the way to the station, and so um, yeah, so we're uh, yeah, I'm just kicking back here. Yeah, I mean, virtual soon. Life is going to be virtual. You're not going to have to leave your little pod, and they'll just feed you the the liquefied remains of other dead humans while you sleep in the pink goo. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was talking to someone today that I felt like Keanu Reeves. I really just, um, I really, yeah, I don't know, maybe a cross between Neo and uh, have you, John Wick. Have you, seen the, have you seen that Keanu Reeves lookalike? Uh, you that's, know what? Uh, that's always, he's, he's always in the mission or like, I, I, I saw him a lot when they were filming Matrix 4, like before the shutdown happened, like last year, I, there was this guy, and he'd just book it around San Francisco, like, and he would all, you'd always see him walking fast, because if you saw him stand in one place for long enough, you could tell it wasn't Keanu Reeves, but if he just kept moving, it really, really looked like him, and he was just like peacocking it, just running around the Mission District, running around everywhere, while Matrix 4 was filming, trying to get people to chase after him like he's Keanu. <sighs> Yeah. But wouldn't you, if you looked enough like Keanu Reeves, isn't that what you would do? Like, I would do it. Yeah. I actually haven't met Nima. I'm not sure if he looks like uh, Keanu Reeves. Alessandra, I'm sure she doesn't. I mean, uh, oh. I, uh, Keanu means uh, cool breeze over the volcano. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to have you on Tiki Desk coming out there listening in. I'm excited uh, to come play, man. Yeah, so I do have a wireless microphone so we could do this Britney Spears style um, if you wanted oh, to. Um, I've always wanted to wear a headset like I was Madonna or Britney or somebody. I feel like I have a lot in common with both of them because, like, I shave my head when I'm feeling really anxiety <laughs> and I have a big triangle cone bra that I wear when I'm feeling really confident. 
Um, so maybe I'll bring that bra tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. It's really, it's tomorrow already. Wow. That's exciting. I know, man. It's been, it's been coming up. I've been cracking the books and practicing pretty hard. Um, but like at the end of the day, it's an accordion. So it's yeah. going to sound like an accordion. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not really like, it's not going to be a show like for people that hella want to hear like accordion music. It's more like, it's going to be more like a, like name that tune. So like for, like I'm playing cause I, I only started learning how to play accordion. Like, I mean, I've had it for a few years, but I only really seriously picked it up for the past few months. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like playing with it. I feel like, and I'm not sure if Nima and Alessandra, if they, uh, they play any music, but I feel like, um, you know, to a certain point, you know, if you could play guitar and you could play behind your back and stuff, and you know, you could probably yeah, do you any, probably, probably play anything. Like, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah, well. It's kind of unfair, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just a natural, uh, some of it's natural. I don't know. I feel like a lot of it, too, in, I don't know, you got to spend a lot of time alone playing music, I think. You do. You just have to want to rock, man. No, you just have to want to rock hard. Rock hard takes the 80s and 90s songs. Yeah, so, but so, like, so here's, here's, like, a taste of, like, what the song list is going to be like, you know? Um, I'm playing, like, on accordion, playing things like uh, U2, Social Distortion, uh, Blue Oyster yes. Cult, Ramones, Green yes. Day, uh, Rolling Stones, Guns N' Roses, uh, Elvis Costello, Fucking Beatles, Backstreet Boys, Katy Perry. I kissed um, a good. <laughs> so I play all that. I play all that shit on accordion, and uh, I will always take like people that want to call in and just suggest bands for me to play that I'm that, that I don't already play. Yeah, I mean I. <sighs> yeah, I'm really pumped to have you on the show or on the Tiki Desk. It's going to be really fun. Um, thanks for calling in. Um, really looking forward to it. And, um, Me too, brother. Me too. yeah, yeah. Got the cannabis let's, entrepreneurs um, on the other, was that? Yeah. Let's, let's have a good time. Let's get rip roaring. Uh, just have a good fun old time. We'll play like a little fun game show. Let's name that tune on accordion. Yeah. It'll be fun. And so that's going to be on, um, the Tiki desk Twitch account as well and i'll go ahead and share that as well so we're gonna it's gonna be fun we'll share it folks we're so sharing it listen to it yeah great so donate to mutiny radio and donate to mutiny radio do yeah it. get Don't the app think. just do it <laughs> just get do the it app on the app store and go <laughs> to the go is it gofundme what is it uh so you know what the gofundme is actually attached to the mutiny radio app if you go um, yeah, on yeah. just Apple, uh, the Apple, what do you call that thing? The Apple. Listen, you don't, listener, you don't want to be an overthinker, okay, listener? You just want to be, listen to the sound of my voice. Listen to the dulcet baritone <laughs> of my voice telling you to go get the Mutiny Radio app on your app store and just give us all your money. <laughs> just don't, don't question it. Yeah, the Apple Store. The Apple Store, that's what it is. There's so many things in life that people just do involuntarily. You know what I mean? People are such sheep. 
if you're going to be sheep for something, do it for something good. Give us your fucking <laughs> Yeah, anything, right, anything. Another dab, JW. Awesome, laser dabs. All right, Josh, we'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you my yam. All right, bye. Wow. That is Josh Kahn coming through tomorrow. We're paying back uh, Gavin Holleran's Tiki Desk today. I got Nima and Alessandra on the line here. Some marketing entrepreneurs. And um, yeah, I mean, keeping ourselves busy during this uh, this time. I'm glad that we're open for outdoor seating. Did you say you're down in LA? Sometimes. I live half the time in LA. So I'm, I would say half the time I'm in LA and the other half, I'm in San Francisco. I feel like all I need is San Francisco, L.A., and Mexico. <laughs> it's just paradise. I don't know. It's just uh, some tell me. I'm we are make very it. lucky. All these places are great. I mean, I can't complain. Life is great. <laughs> I get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, so I was actually down um, in Santa Monica Actually, I was technically in Carson. That was why I was there, but I stayed in Santa Monica because there's a beach and it's a little safer than Carson. <laughs> a little more to do. Uh, so I, um, yeah, you really can't beat those beaches. It's hard. Yeah. And, you know, we have a bigger, it's funny because like cannabis, LA is such a hot spot for cannabis in California. Like it's, those are out here, though, especially like Oakland, too. Yeah, Oakland out here, but I feel like there's more dispensaries up in yeah, LA. Yeah, there's a lot more dispensaries in LA. Every corner you go to is essentially a green yeah. medical sign. Yeah. You know what? It's and a. Even, although I think delivery services are bigger here. There's a lot of delivery here, yeah, which is. I mean, even if you think about it, Ease was born out of here, no? Yeah. I didn't realize that Ease was out of uh, L.A. Let's get it now. That yeah, was one I feel of the like first L.A. Ones. is more of like the physical kind of like a lot of people like to go to dispensaries, whereas the Bay Area, it's more of deliveries. I feel like there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to say undercover stores, but there's definitely people that like to, you know, collect their, um, get it delivered. They don't want to go anywhere to pick it up. More than that, it's, it's convenient. You don't have to do the line. You get to show your ID. You don't even have to like as long as you up. If they have if they have a proper site, you upload all your IDs, your regs if you have it. It's just it, it's so much more convenient to have somebody come to your house and just give you a little gift of cannabis. I know, I like the experience though. I like walking into a dispensary, talking to the bud tenders, kind of seeing the way that they have all the you know products lined up. I think it's kind of an interesting experience. Yeah. It's really interesting in how cannabis delivery and how it's evolved. and um, Yeah, gosh, there's a story. So I, I don't know. I feel like cannabis for me, it's like beer. You know, it used to be at least in college, you know. You know, why would you go to the, the grocery store and pick up one beer when you can get a six-pack and bring some back for your friends? And so I felt like it was kind of like that, similar with me and the cannabis. As I just pick up a bunch of cannabis, you know, <laughs> just have around. Yeah. And um, I remember one, it was one summer I was in San Luis Obispo. I actually broke my arm. So I went back that summer because I couldn't work. And then when I went back 
to school, my roommate that I um, had before previously was kind of doing their own thing. I was like, oh, I need a room. So I started renting this room um, downtown San Luis Obispo from somebody that turned out to be a complete square bear. Um, a square bear, I don't know. I mean, like, meaning was not 420 friendly. And so okay. I, I didn't smoke, but I had so much pot that it smelt. It smelt like pot because I had a bunch of it. And so he wasn't 420 friendly. So there was somebody and a lot of people. And so I started up, I couldn't have people cruise through the place for, for pot. So I started delivering weed. Um, and so there was this guy and we called him 20 sack Zach because he would just, <laughs> he would, he bought a 20 a sack. Name. Yeah. He bought a 20 sack every day. And so I, uh, what it was is I was there, over there all the time, and I was just like, I'm going back for a 20-sack every day. And so I just started hanging out there and um, had people, you know, kind of cruise through there. And so uh, what had happened with 20-sack Zach, well, he had um, um, lost his job at Blockbuster and dropped out of school, and um, his mom showed up in the, the minivan. So I, I ended up taking over his room because he moved out, and his mom showed up in a minivan and this big screen TV that he had didn't fit uh, in his mom's minivan. And I asked him, I was like, hey, how much do you want for it? He said, oh, I'll take 500 bucks. So I pulled out 500 bucks in cash in my hand, like in my pocket right then and there. And his mom oh, kind of wow. looked at me funny and was like, why does this guy have 500 bucks on him right now? <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yeah, see, for me, I didn't try cannabis until I was like in my 30s. I was not, no. I didn't grow up. No, you never even had a bump in high school or anything? Never even. The one time in high school, I bought, I was going to try it, I bought a bag. And you were still there right now, huh? No, uh, my mom actually found it in my pocket when she was doing laundry, and she, and I convinced her it's pencil shavings, so but she threw it away. So I, I never actually tried it. Wow. That's very rare. I think everyone out there listening <laughs> to be in your 30s. <laughs> Of cannabis. It was my oh. mom. I was able to convince her that it was pencil shaving. I hope she's not listening to the show. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It must have been some bam. Still to this day, bam. she thinks I was pencil shaving. I, I think your mom was just trying to make you think that she thought it was pencil shaving. Oh, wow. That's really fun. Yeah. That's hilarious. So where did you grow up? I grew up here in the Bay Area, actually. I, uh, I knew that. 925. I, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I was in. Uh, went to school in Campolindo in Moraga, and uh, then I went to SF State, and yeah, and that's. So I'm pretty local here. That is great. So, um, I don't know if I know this about you. I'd be curious to hear Alessandra's uh, story as well. Um, I was raised on a cattle ranch in San Ramon off of Bollinger Canyon Road. And so Bollinger, no Canyon, yeah, so Bollinger Canyon Road used to go all the way through to Moraga. In fact, there actually is a Bollinger Canyon Road in Moraga. Uh, my, uh, it used to be a horse trail, and then it just had too much, too many mudslides and that natural things going on. So they they ended up just shutting off that part of the road. So, um, yeah, I'm just right was raised right on the other from the hills. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, San Ramon and Moraga are very similar, actually. They are, yeah. They're suburban. Both have the same area code. <laughs> yeah. Where did Alessandra, where was Alessandra brought up there? 
was born in South America, raised in Utah, moved to D.C., Florida, then Norway, and now California. South America. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um... Hey, I gotta say that California is by far my favorite. Does that mean you're Latina? I'm sorry? Does that mean you're uh, Latina? I am Latina. Peruvian. That is awesome. Peru. I always thought, I think the most puzzling thing, and I've never actually gone to visit, I do have a passport, and I, I could really just go anywhere I want. I just like to work. I don't know. I just saw... Uh, Working is my vacation. Um, but I thought one of the most interesting things about South America was you know, I met somebody from uh, Brazil and how that they don't speak, they speak Portuguese there, which I thought was unusual. I'm, I'm guessing Peru, um, you, you guys, Spanish was the main language there? Yeah. I think she... Uh... She definitely loves, you know, loves California. She's definitely a California girl more than I would see her anywhere else, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Me too. I'm a California girl. <laughs> um, or I gotta say, I love it here. It's per- I mean, yes, it's super expensive, but at the end of the day, like, you're paying we have almost perfect weather. So, I don't know. I'm not complaining. I, I love California. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, buying a place for a million bucks now. I mean, I think my, my grandmother, she had built this house on their ranch, their cattle ranch back in the 60s for $17,000. Oh, one, wow. At one point in the 90s when she bought her Chevy Blazer, she was like, you know what, this, this car, this truck, this SUV costs more than what this house cost. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. It's pretty crazy. I mean, even out here, just how expensive just everything is compared to other states, even now. It's just amazing. It's funny because I used to think that, like, when I went to talk to Nora, everybody told me, oh, it's super expensive. It's the most expensive goods in the world. And really, compared to just living here or living in L.A., it's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm in love with the Bay Area. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, my grandfather from you know my my mom's side and my grandfather, uh, well, my mom's side. You know, that's my Jewish side of the family. And uh, I was talking to him actually on Tuesday. I always like to call him on Taco Tuesday. I don't know, as I think. And. Um, I don't know. I never really thought I'd be a city person. I don't know, being raised on a cattle ranch and, and that whole thing. But there is something that's pretty country western about being in, in the city in San Francisco. There's something about it. It's like an old country. Hey, I feel you. I mean, I'm, I'm from Utah, so <laughs> I just, it's, it's different. Maybe that's, you know, why it's so great. Yeah. There was this, uh, I was reading something in it that uh, they still have a law. So back before, you know, the cars and that they had wagons and horses that they used to have a lot of where you can only pile up horse poop like up to like five feet or something. It was like a law. Like you couldn't pile up a certain, yeah. I just can't imagine. I don't know. Uh, my uh, my great 
great grandparents actually met in San Francisco in the 19 or 1860s. And I just uh, thinking about what San Francisco was like back then seems, I mean, it's cool now, um, but I just can't imagine being around then um, what it had been like. I think a lot more of those doors when you walk in, the, the double swinging doors. I've seen that like everywhere. But yeah, yeah, so Utah, you know, Steve Young's from Utah. I don't know. I just, I grew up in, I was an East Bay he kid. Like, Steve Young, really? I didn't yeah, know that. He's, he's from a, Utah? He's one of like the, their prophets is like great great grandson or something. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine Salt Lake City. I've never been to Utah, but I imagine Salt Lake City has got some stuff going on there. Salt Lake is beautiful. I honestly, it's, 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 oh. oh, here we are. Yeah, so I know you guys are, are just getting in. So what I'm going to do um, while you guys are arriving, I'm going to play this track um, by a band, a local band called Gaji Fu. Uh, they just came out with this uh, recently. They went and played a, a Halloween tiki desk last uh, last year. And so this song is called Cough It Up by Gajifu. Blaring at Muni Radio FM.
That is Gaji Foo, live radio.fm. I'm sitting back here in the box with uh, Nima and Alessandra. Oh, wow. Looks like Gaji Foo just can't. Yeah, this is the witch one. We'll play that one later. Yeah. Yeah, so um, sitting back with the uh, founders here, the marketing, uh, was it fring- fringing? Fringing awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, you know, it's, it's funny because like a lot of people start in, a lot of people actually start in, uh, just like with your cookie cutter agencies, we started from doing the hardest stuff, which is all the regulated and all the fringe industries, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a very love-hate relationship with it. I think the name is great. I like it. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm saying it right because my mo- my mom, instead of, you know, growing up as a kid. Instead of saying obviously the F word, she would say freeing awesome. Very close to it. But it's fringing. Yeah. Fringing. Yes. Fringing awesome. And I get that a lot. The other day I used my debit card at a restaurant. I used the business account. And <laughs> all the guy, because I guess my name didn't print up, only the business name did. And he's like, freaking awesome. He's like, that's, uh, and I had to exp- like, literally explain for like five minutes that it's not freaking awesome, it's fringing awesome. <laughs> fringing awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I thought it was so clever when I came up with it. I was like, oh, like <laughs> fringe, fringing. And now I'm like, okay, I, I don't know if it makes the most sense. Yeah. So, yeah. I um, I think it's fun. You know, I mean, when you guys are on the road and, and calling in, I feel like it's funny that I'm glad that worked out that way because that's what I'm seeing, you know. And I want to do a mobile podcast. Well, I was doing a mobile podcast before this pandemic. I had a um, Jason Young's son. A local artist, another uh, comedian, uh, Clyde Always. He's the bard of the Lower Hate, and so I started this mobile podcast thing back in February of 2020, which seems like such a long time ago now. Yeah, but like <laughs> exactly a year ago, I started this mobile podcast thing, and so we're riffing off of um, Jerry Seinfeld's comedians and cars, and so instead of comedians and cars, we came up with the idea. What about instead of comedians and cars, it's rock stars and cars. Huh. And so, um, <clears throat> so I did two episodes, and then the pandemic hit, and then to have someone sit in your front seat yeah. is just like oh, not yeah. kosher. And so then, um, and Pam and everyone knows about this. Um, she's the owner of the station here. She runs it. She's the boss. Oh. And so, um, I was like, maybe I should try being an Uber driver and like do a little taxi cab confession. There's a lot of those Twist. cool YouTube videos that I love to watch. Like <laughs> all these, like you know, I've got this one guy that I follow. Like he does. He like raps like as he's like driving someone and he like live streams it. It's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. Well, that's what I feel like kind of what happened right now when you had called in when you're on the road. I mean, you could do like a karaoke Uber or karaoke thing or you're sitting there and you could just be live on the the radio. (laughs) And so I know you, you know, you have the the shared space. Was it was it called node worldwide node worldwide? So you got that and then. I don't know. I mean, like, with podcasts and everything, too, I mean, we got this board here. I'm sitting back in the box here, uh, 21st in Florida, with Neiman Alessandra. And so, with this box, I don't know. I mean, like, you can with live streaming, if you have it up here, I mean, I've done it before. I mean, you just, it's live. It's <laughs> Yeah. We and are live. You could live. do it, though, on the road. It's just, you just have to find a way to, like, essentially mobilize it. But if you can do that, then why not? I think the technology's there to do it. It is. And it's, you know, and I think that's, 
And I just feel like the way that media has gone and technology, it's, you know, it's given people more options, especially with like podcasts. Like you can now record a podcast from home. Like there's no excuse for people. If you have something to say, like you should just say it. Yeah. There's uh this local or not local probably got bought out. Uh, there was uh, something called Anchor. And so somebody in my, uh, my friend who I actually became really close to um, who lives in Louisiana she was telling me about this uh, anchor, and so what anchor is? It's like a, it's like a app on your phone that if you record it, then you just post it on Spotify. So they got some sort of thing, you know, with with the Spotify. Yeah. Ah. And so I mean, we're kind of set up here. David, you know, runs that. We're on Apple Podcasts and and that kind of thing, um, which is I feel like basically the same thing as Spotify. Yeah. And they have the same. Similar reach, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's pretty similar. I'm pretty biased because I love Apple, so. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. I uh, I don't know if it's not. I think it's more that I don't like Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just uh, for me as the artist, I um, and being a DJ here at Muni. Is that if, a, if somebody sends me their Spotify thing, I got to listen to, you know, I love Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. and But I got to listen to them 20 times before I want to play the track that I want to play. <laughs> um, as an artist and as a, uh, a DJ, I feel like um, SoundCloud is the, the most Absolutely. friendly, but it doesn't have as large of an audience. But Pandora at one point, I mean, who even what happened to Pandora? I don't even hear about it. I anymore. don't know. That's yeah, that's a really good point. Cause because at one they point, wouldn't let you cut. Essentially, I mean, it's true. Huge streaming platforms came out. Spotify became available in the states. Apple Music started playing out. Then you have Amazon, where you can actually build your own playlist. You can do the radio, yeah. which is essentially what Pandora was. So, yeah, you can do everything in one app versus having to have. But they were set ones. up so yeah. perfectly. I feel like if they just continued the way that they were going. Because they were really one of the first, like, streaming services. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, I don't know. I think I look at that industry right now with just how much it's growing, and it's amazing. Like, nowadays, like, before, you know, we used to have to wait in line to buy a CD, and now it's like you just download it, and you just stream it and listen to it whenever you want. There's no extra devices or anything. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Okay, so um, what's funny, and this is kind of random, and I just popped this memory when you said going in and buying a CD because I remember that. Uh, there was this, uh, it used to be an old Tower Records in, the, in in North Beach, and they still have some of the, the, the stuff that's up. And I was like, oh, wow. Right, Tower Records was such a big deal at one point. I remember going to Tower Records. I was like, wow, you know. Yeah. It's, it's gone. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> I need to bring vinyl back. I feel like maybe vinyl will come back. I think it's starting to come back a little bit more. I'm seeing it's more. It's getting a lot, but it's more traction nowadays for sure. Really? Yeah, there's tons of uh, vinyl collectors now. I know like a lot of DJs prefer vinyl, but I don't know. I just never. For me, if it's like convenient and I don't need a player to play something, then I'd rather. Yeah, it's not very convenient, <laughs> but I, the quality is much better on it. Really? Yeah. Good yeah. to know. No idea. <laughs> so, 
You really never smoked pot until you were 30? I thought it was like 30, yeah. Wow. That's so wild. That's incredible. I can't say I have like done either. I think I've done maybe like two times before <laughs> my mid to late 20s. You only did it twice? No, you didn't. Before, yeah. <laughs> I, am not, like, I grew up in Utah. I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> no, Exactly, it's true. because you grew up in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. There's like there's a lot of like religion. You get a lot of guilt out there. That's what the Catholic schoolgirls also say. Oh, did you go to Catholic school? So <laughs> right, no judgment is great. Um, I might have told you a little bit on the the way when on your guys's ride over here. Um, I have a little bit of an I I was a non-practicing Catholic Jew. Um, my my dad's aunt, so my great aunt was a nun, and my uh. My mom's dad was Jewish. Wow. So I was non-practicing. But I felt <laughs> like, because my aunt was a nun, and that I kind of owe it to her to be a Catholic. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Um, to, to be a nun and to dedicate your life to a religion like that, I'm like, man, you know, maybe I should get baptized or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I never got baptized. Never had a bar mitzvah. Never had a bar mitzvah either. Bar mitzvahs yeah. are fun. Yeah, so. I had like, baptisms are fun. You're a baby. I you don't some know. water on your head, call it a day. All my, all my really good friends are Jewish, so I feel like I'm more Jewish more than anything. <laughs> I do feel like I am more Jewish than anything. Sure. Oh, no, the, uh, I got the Catholic guilt going down <laughs> to my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. Yeah thing with that yeah just uh yeah so with um with my so i go by jw and so i've gotten a tremendous following from jehovah's witnesses no way yeah <laughs> i'm just like they think that i'm jehovah's witness so here i am a non-practicing catholic jew and now people think i'm a jehovah's witness because i go by jw I mean, I guess whatever, <laughs> however to get the followings, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's so wild. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted everyone to know where they could find you out there. Um, f fringing Awesome. Yep. So that's the best way to contact you through that site. <laughs> fringing Awesome. We're on Facebook, Instagram. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. All over the place. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. Fringing awesome. LinkedIn. Check it out. Fringing <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Cannabis, alcohol, tobacco, adult. Which, by the way, I have to say, um, the, the, the image that I'm looking at here is someone with their lips around a lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. We were actually <laughs> arguing about that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was adult enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I know that seems pretty adult to me. It's, it's, right? It's very adult. My pictures were more adult. <laughs> that looks like she's enjoying that. <laughs> or I don't even oh, know if it's a she or whatever yeah. this person. I don't know what their pronouns are. It's a picture. Yeah. So whoever this um, picture, this person is enjoying this lollipop um, very much. Yeah. So, um, whoa. So we are winding down to the end of the show here. 
and we're going to be playing um, Gavin Holleran uh, Tiki Desk concert back. Um, fringing awesome. I think everything for me this whole weekend is going to be fringing awesome. Everything. It's <laughs> the way to do it. Yeah. So, um, so here we are. MutinyRadio.fm. Donate today. Anything. If you're going to be cheap, be cheap and do put it towards something good. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a Gavin Holleran. Tiki Desk Concerts.
we're going to continue things with the other plants. We hope you hope you're enjoying what you're hearing thus far. We are the Gavin Howland Quartet. If you like the music that you're hearing, please feel free to check out. That's why she's so familiar. Thank you. 
And it's you could do it in so much stuff like you can use can of butter for popcorn. You can use it for garden crab. Perhaps by Charlie Parker. All right, we're gonna
Thank you. 
that was uh, that was for Mr. Bud Powell, Oblivion. All right, so we're gonna introduce the uh, we're gonna introduce the boys in the band. Let's start off with Larry Jim on piano, laying it down. We have uh, Jeff Saxton on bass, and the, the the very one and only, very famous. Chris Cortez of 91.1 KCSM, the Bay Area's jazz station, on drums. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. If uh, if you're if you're just tuning in, we are the Gavin Howland Quartet. Uh, we're celebrating music of uh, great jazz musicians that have uh, gone before us, such as Bud Powell, Joe Petrucciani, Freddie Red. These are uh, cats I would implore you to check out their record and support. And, um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna swing things now uh, off of uh, tunes by my my band, my uh, debut uh, album, Wild with Love. I hope you enjoyed the title track.
Got the Gavin Holleran Quartet, Tiki Desk Concerts here. We got some uh, outdoor comedy here at six o'clock coming up. We got Josh Kahn coming through the desk this week, which I'm excited about. And uh, the neighbors just can't get enough. Really is. Yeah, Gavin Holleran Quartet. It's live on a rooftop. Fire pits and everything.
prisoner, prisoner of love. We're gonna, we're gonna finish things off with a, a great tune um, done by many, many jazz musicians. Uh, Kurt Weill. So, Kurt, Kurt Weill? Kurt Weill. I don't know how to pronounce it. I never met him. Kurt Weill. Never, never met him. Great. <laughs> change it up for a couple hours.
you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. 
San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento at and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy. Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside MutinyRadio.fm here at 